0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into another game preview edition of the Stretch Big Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Bigelow, coming at you. Just got done digging my car out of the snow so I can make my way to Pinnacle Bank Arena tonight to cover Nebraska's clash with the number one team in the country. This is the Purdue Boilermakers. Are in Lincoln, and we got a tip-off just after eight o'clock tonight on Peacock. But I figured I'd give the people a little preview of this game, my thoughts on it, something to maybe listen to as you're making your way to the arena tonight or preparing to watch at home. Uh, Nebraska and Purdue, like I said, Purdue, the number one team in the country at fourteen and one on the season, Nebraska twelve and three on the year. Uh, Purdue favored by just seven and a half points in uh, Vegas tonight that's the point spread something kind of tells me the books are begging the public uh, to bet the boilers as they are a road favorite this evening I will go over Purdue's personnel a little bit kind of give my thoughts on what the matchup means for Nebraska and um, just give you a preview what to expect what I think you can expect tonight in tonight's game. Like I said, Purdue comes in 14-1 on the year, the one blemish on the season. A loss to Northwestern um, last month in overtime. In Evanston, uh, Northwestern seems to uh, turn it up for Purdue. They've beaten uh, the Boilers in back-to-back years. Uh, they got them in that game 92-88. to That is Purdue's one blemish on the season. I think the big key for Nebraska tonight, that game, Northwestern kind of played Zach Eady straight up. They were not Uh, selling out on doubles, and they were trying to uh, lock up everyone else, basically. Edie finished with 35 points and 14 boards, 10 of 17 shooting, 15 of 20. He shot 20 free throws, more free throws than he took uh, shots from the field. But he had 35. Next highest was Fletcher Lawyer with 17. Um, Lance Jones had 10. Braden Smith had 12. In that game, Uh, they, you know, that's kind of how I think Nebraska is going to have to play it if they want, you know, this game to be close and maybe come up with an enormous upset win. I think you got to play Edie straight up. He's kind of like Thanos. He's inevitable. Uh, You know, he's going to get his. He's the defending national player of the year. He's minus three hundred money to win that award again. And you know, he's seven foot four. All of seven foot four, three hundred pounds. Uh, averaging twenty two, 10, and he's at sixty three percent from the field. Um, so he is he will be quite literally the center of attention tonight. but I think doubles double teams selling out, we've seen Nebraska they they double the baseline and that just leaves leaves it open for cutters on the backside or a skip pass to an open shooter. We saw that. In the Creighton game, we saw that in the previous game against Wisconsin. I'll have a recap of that Wisconsin game more uh, on the next full episode. We'll talk Wisconsin and Purdue. But it's kind of been, you know, teams are starting to have someone help come over on the backside, cutting to the rim. There's a skip pass, you know, to a shooter that's open, you know, out of the double if you can get the pass out early. And I think that you kind of just have to let Zach Eady do Zach Eady stuff tonight. And I think the double. And the like, fire drill, scramble drill, defense that we've seen from Nebraska could be a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. With guys like Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer out on the perimeter, so I can you know continue. You know, I, I kind of do this like uh, like uh, the coaches would do scouting reports and personnel when I was a student manager. But we'll just continue down the line. Obviously, Edie is the top of the scouting report. Next up on that scouting report is Braden Smith, six foot point guard, uh, Indiana kid. He's averaging 13, five and a half rebounds, almost seven assists, and he's shooting 48% uh, from the field and 48% from three as well. Just about any team in America would love to have a point guard with those uh, numbers, especially when he can throw it inside to Edie, but Braden Smith, you know, I was really, I've been He's the player I've been the most impressed with on Purdue's roster so far this year. I think he is one of the better guards, point guards, not just in the Big Ten. I think he's one of the better point guards in the country, and he has been damn good um, so far this year for the Boilers. His running mate in the backcourt, Fletcher Lawyer, um, younger brother of former Michigan State Spartan Foster Lawyer, uh, Fletcher, another Indiana kid, six four. He's from Fort. He's birthplace listed as Fort Wayne. He's averaging 10, two and a half, just under two assists, 39% from the field. And um, he's at 40, 40% from a three. The, the hat also just about any team in America would take those numbers. Uh, the new addition, uh, Lance Jones transferred in from southern Illinois he's kind of the junkyard uh, dog guard I think he's gonna be tasked tonight with staying attached and chasing around ksey Tomanaga uh, he is definitely he's a tough son of a gun he plays hard he's also pretty pretty good 11 points a game uh, two two boards to assist 42 percent from the field 32 percent from three for Lance Jones I expect him definitely to be the one tasked. With uh, trying to make Casey Tominaga's night a living hell. Um, next up, Trey Kaufman Wren. He just is coming off of his breakout game against Illinois. He finished with 19 points. After that game, Brad Underwood, uh, the Illinois head coach, you know, Illinois lost by five at Mackey. They were down double digits most of the game, came back late, cut it to five. But Trey Kaufman Wren had 19, um, 19, four boards, two assists, not 19, 23. Whoops. Don't know why I had 19 in my head. 23, four boards, two assists. Um, he was really, really good. He's their starting four-man. Uh, that'll be Juwan Gary's task, Josiah Alex task when he's in the game. Uh, sophomore, another Indiana kid. See a theme here? Indiana guys going to Purdue. Um, so that's you know that's their starters. Uh, they've got some capable guys off the bench who play uh, long minutes. Mason Gillis, I feel like he's been there a long time. He's capable senior another Indiana kid six six he's shooting 54 percent from the field 53 percent from three he can he'll he'll take and make one from the outside playing about uh, just over 18 minutes a game um, miles Colvin he's an experienced guard um, not experienced young miles Colvin's young he's a freshman out of Indianapolis um, he's they the, the um, The experience was Gillis. Sorry, blame slip there. Miles Colvin's a freshman. He's uh, played in every game this year, and he is playing about 10 minutes a game, four points. Um, Caleb First, he's got experience. He's a junior, another Indiana kid. The theme continues. Uh, Ethan Morton also has experience, um, and he's, he's averaging less than a point, but he's been around forever. He's a senior. He's got the experience. Um, so that's kind of looking at Purdue's personnel. They do have another seven-footer on the roster, Will Berg, uh, 7'2", from Stockholm, Sweden. He has not played since December 29th. I don't know if he's injured or what the deal is there, but Matt Painter does, in fact, still have the keys to the, uh, to the big guy factory. He keeps on getting them uh, year after year to commit to Purdue. So that's a look at them. Uh, the metrics... Um, Purdue's the number one team in the country, so obviously their metrics are going to be very um, favorable. There's a uh, you've heard me talk all year about if you see green on uh, on uh, teams Ken Palm page, that's the more green the better. The green on Purdue's page is bright green. They have the number two uh, offensive efficiency rating in the country, number eight defensive efficiency. A lot of green on O. Um, they are they. They don't take a ton of threes. They actually rank fairly low in um, in three-point field goal attempts out of field goal attempts. I think Zach Eady probably has a lot to do with that. But like I said, just the one loss on the year to Northwestern. They got some very impressive non-conference wins, Alabama, Arizona, Marquette, Tennessee, Gonzaga, Xavier, pretty damn good, helping that uh, Big Ten uh, strength conference strength rating for sure. And then they... Just beat Illinois by five on Friday night at Mackey. Uh, They took care of Maryland with ease. And then they only played one. And then the two earlier conference games they played, they had the loss to Northwestern and uh, took care of business against Iowa at home at Mackey Arena. Um, So that's kind of the rundown on Purdue. Um, Like I said, seven and a half point favorites. Uh, The analytic sites kind of vary. Kim Palm says Purdue by nine. Uh, looking at, like, Evan Mayakawa says Nebraska, uh, says Purdue by 11. Uh, Haslametrics says Purdue by 10. Torvik says Purdue by 9. It was 11 yesterday. Um, so kind of all over the place, that line does seem a little low for the game this evening at PBA between Nebraska and Purdue. I think Nebraska, their margin for error is just so thin on both ends of the floor. They're going to have to get it going offensively. I think they're going to have to have maybe their best offensive game of the season. They shot a season best 46% from 3 uh up in Madison against Wisconsin. Now they come back home to the familiarity Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, I you know Lance Jones is definitely going to be tasked with Kasei Tomonaga tonight. That's my my oddly specific guarantee. I think we'll see him chasing him around, get trying to get physical with him, making his life life hell and Lance Jones is a pretty good player. He he'll make it tough on Kasei, but um, then, you know, the defensive, talked about the defense for Nebraska. I think you play Ed straight up. Nebraska, and i not a basketball coach. I just wanted to be one. But I think, you know, playing E D straight up, then forcing turnovers. When Northwestern beat Purdue, they forced 17 turnovers. You know, the way Illinois kind of got back into that game the other night, turnovers, they forced 12 of them. They came up just short. Um, we heard Fred Hoiberg talk about Nebraska's hand activity and you know, the lack of defensive edge in the game in Madison. That's going to be that's going to be a, the key tonight, especially with backcourt defense. Defending Lawyer Smith and Jones, uh, big big task for Marcus Lawrence, Casey Tomonaga, and then we'll see if Bryce Williams is able to go. Uh, Fred Hoiberg said that he rolled his ankle in that game in Madison against Wisconsin. Still so was still pretty sore. Had not practiced uh, the previous two days. Game time decision for Bryce Williams. I assume if he's not able to go, C.J. Wilcher slides into the starting lineup, or maybe they go big uh, with Josiah Alec and Gary on the court at the same time. I do not know for sure. At the time I'm recording this, we have not seen an availability report yet. But those would be my um, two guesses of outcomes, and um, that's you know, at least in terms of the starting lineup. I think. You know, offense is going to be the key for both ends of the court. Nebraska's going to have to play a very complete game tonight. Otherwise, I think it's, you know, like I said, if they're in that scramble drill, fire drill defense, I think it could be a little bit of a recipe for disaster. I know Nebraska, they play Purdue close at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Probably should have beat them last year. They've beaten them under Fred Hoiberg, but this Purdue team's a different animal. I think they have all the pieces needed uh, to be cutting down nets in Phoenix at the Final Four, uh, get produ- to get, bring that school its first national championship and break the much-heralded Big Ten national championship drought that we have heard all about. Um, and you know, Up at Big Ten Media Day in October, you know, Tom Izzo got asked the question about the drought since he was the last Big Ten coach to win a national championship, and he said, well, why don't you go tell Painter? Go tell Painter. He's got the team to get it done. And Purdue has been as good as advertised and then some uh, so far this season. I've kind of had to eat a little crow. Thought we'd see a freshman, uh, not a freshman, sophomore slump from Smith and Lawyer. That has not been the case. They have been, they have taken a step up, especially Braden Smith. I mean, he has been incredibly impressive. Uh, Jamarcus Lawrence, that's going to be a tough defensive assignment Uh, for him tonight, in my opinion. They're both sophomores, but it's going to, you know, Braden Smith, his progression, been incredibly impressive. So those are kind of my thoughts on this game. If I'm Nebraska, I play Zach Eady straight up. I think someone other than Zach Eady has to beat you, and, you know, the candidates, the prime candidates are those guards. Uh, But we saw Trey Kaufman run, go off against the Illini in uh, West Lafayette on Friday night. So Purdue, they've got a million ways Skin Skinny cat. They're incredibly precise with what they do. This is probably going to be the best team, the best offense Nebraska sees all season long, without a doubt. And I know you're thinking, obviously, they're the number one team in the country, and you know that's. But <laughs> you know, we heard some people you know talk of that um, after the Creighton game. But I think Purdue, Purdue's on a different level, in my opinion, just in terms of ceiling, in terms of personnel. I think they are. Uh, they're really, really good. Uh, First time Nebraska has hosted the number one team in the country since 2002. That was a game at the Devaney Center against Kansas. Uh, Keith Langford hit a 3 in OT to help Kansas win that game. Uh, Highest-ranked team to come to Pinnacle Bank Arena. Previous highest-ranked team was Purdue last year. They were number four. There was also a number four-ranked Maryland team. They're in the 2015-16 season, but it's not every day the number one team comes to town. Nebraska basketball has defeated the number three team in the country three times. The last one was in the 80s when they beat a top-ranked Missouri team. So, Nebraska-Purdue tonight on Peacock, if you don't feel like... Uh, Biting the bullet, maybe you me you know, play off football on Peacock This Weekend Chiefs Dolphins. Maybe you still have it from football season and forgot to cancel it. But if you don't feel like uh, you know biting the bullet for Peacock, you can follow along with me on Twitter at Jacob A Bigelow. You can follow the show there at stretch big pod. We'll have some tweets on the podcast feed, I'm gonna try to throw those in during every game from here on out. Um you can email the show. Any inquiries, questions, debates, concerns, thoughts. Uh, I've been saying the email address wrong all season long. It is stretchbigpodcast, not pod. The Twitter is pod. It is stretchbigpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or anything that I listed off. So that's my little short preview of Nebraska-Purdue. We'll have a recap of both the Wisconsin and Purdue games on your feed soon and a little look ahead to a late night, 8.30 Friday night tilt with the Hawkeyes. But I think... Thank you for tuning in to this one. We're still trying to find consistency with the uh, release schedule, but life happens. Um, Work, life, things get in the way. But appreciate all the positive feedback that we've gotten for this pod. We've gotten a good amount of following on the Twitter, and the numbers have been better than I could have ever dreamed for a podcast where it's just me and a microphone talking Nebraska basketball. So I appreciate all of you for tuning in to this one. If you're headed to the arena, if you're tuning on, watching from home, Uh, Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed the short preview. We'll have a full episode on your feeds soon. Thank you.